Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Hey guys, and welcome to our episode called Royal Exit. We are going to be talking about what has been all over the news lately, and that is Prince Harry and Meghan Markle leaving royalty for good, officially renouncing their title, hashtag royal exit, or hashtag Megxit. <laughs> I think that hashtag is so crazy. Megxit? Yeah, Mexit. it's not so great. And oh. we're going to be drinking um, Gen 5, which is a nice little blend, red blend that we're going to be talking about. Yes. So five generations, and we know that the royal family has several generations that they come from, so we figured that would be a nice little pairing. Yeah. Um, and forgive me, people, my voice is just coming back after a week of laryngitis, so I'm you, slightly hoarse. You you got that sexy Phoebe Buffay, mm-hmm. smelly cat, uh, I love you, my babies. <laughs> uh, so I, you know, I hope that DVP listeners will forgive you. That'll be sexier? Is that what you're into? Yeah, you'll yeah you'll okay. be sexier for this. Yeah, so Part that was a very unexciting crack. crack. But that's okay. Uh, so this is called the ancestral red. Ancestral, ancestral. Not, ancestral. not ancestral. Sorry, it is a blend of five different grapes. It smells nice. Oh, does it? Oh, good. I was like, what is that noise for? So it's Cabernet Sauvignon Zinfandel mostly, and then we got a little bit of Malbec. Petite Syrah, Merlot, and then it says other varietals. So even though it says Gen 5, it has but, more than five. Well, the royal family's got more than five generations. Ah, that's true. So, so let's cheers. Cheers. Yen Royal, bitches. Oh my god, it does smell really nice. It's very dark fruits. Like in the smell. The flavor hits you like in the back of your tongue in your mouth. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little impaired right now. In terms of like flavor profile. Oh yeah. Um, but Wait, I, you mean for the laryngitis or the dentist, all or both, it. all of the above. Um, but I am getting like blueberry and blackberry. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's it's got like a slight tannin, but like nothing overwhelming, and it's like dry but not too dry. It also is almost herbaceous, like in the back of your tongue. I never call that out. I never say something like that. Herbaceous. That is what I feel like in the center of my tongue, like... Garden hose? No. No. At any rate, so yeah, so this is a... It's a a really good blend. It's 14.6% ABV. (laughs) It's a party. It is a party in a battle. And this is actually a joint effort between two other vineyards. So Lang Twins and Vino del Sol. And they are part of that same family. That's the thing, is that they just kind of branched off. Okay. So this family has been making wine for a long time. So in the 1870s, the great-great-grandparents emigrated from Germany to Lodi, California, which is where they're based still to this day. Okay. They started growing watermelons. Watermelons? Well, this wine definitely does not taste like watermelon. No, it definitely does not. But in 1916 is when the great-grandfather, so the kid of that one, purchased a grape branch. Oh, okay. Then Grandpa continued carrying on the family's agricultural roots and gaining experience on the land. And then it's the current winemaker's parents who eventually expanded making actual wine and expanded the vineyards. So the first winery from this family was the fifth generation, five members of the fifth generation. 
decided in 2007 that they were going to build their own winery called Lang Twins. So my understanding, and based on like some of the things that we've heard through other winemakers, is that they probably grew out these grapes but sold these grapes to other winemakers and producers. So uh, they decided that they were going to do their own thing with their own grapes in 2007. So that's not, I mean, I guess it's kind of a long time ago, but it's really not that long ago when you think about it. 13 years? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm liking the smoothness. I am, I'm really surprised by it. Because Cabernet Sauvignon is 45%, and this is a 2018. You know, it's young. It almost tastes I'm like sorry, a, it's a 2015. It almost tastes like a Zin. Like, See, I don't know, because I think the smoothness tastes like a Merlot. And there's a lot of Zin in here, 37%. Yep. And I'm getting a lot of that, that like bright, dark fruit flavors. But I think the cap is where you get kind of that, that structure at the end. Oh, definitely. It is It is a much smoother flavor than I would have expected. Yeah. It does have a hint of some of those spices that I think you normally get with the Zinfandel. Mm-hmm. I do believe that this is oak-aged for a little bit, although the information that we could find online was about the 2014 or the 2018. So unfortunately, we don't have anything on the actual 2015, which is what we're drinking. It's not very oaky, though. It's not, it's not like an overbearing oak. No. Absolutely not. No, no. This it's is go- surprisingly delightful. It's going um, very so well. So early, I, I will yeah, say. Yeah, it's going very well with this delicious soft cheese we have here. I'm enjoying this. I don't know, guys. It's been a while since I've had like a good red. I know. It's shocking. It is shocking. Wait, really? I think I feel what like What have you been drinking been? at home? I, you know, it's just been a while. I feel like everything I've opened lately, I've been unimpressed with. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. So let's change that. Let's change it. Okay. So we have talked about a lot of these great varietals, and we just kind of told you what we know about the Gen 5 um, name, the label, the family, etc. But uh, we want to talk a little bit about Petite Syrah, because it's been a long time since we've actually had an opportunity to revisit Petite Syrah for some of our newer listeners. So just a few tidbits about Petite Syrah. Petite Syrah actually is like little Syrah is Mm -hmm. what it -hmm. means. And Syrah is definitely, Syrah or Shiraz as the Australians call it, um, definitely one of the parent grapes here. However, it is not little by any means in terms of flavor, color, anything. So it's a bit of a misnomer, I would say. And it's actually named because it has tiny, tiny black berries. Mm -hmm. So that's where the petite comes in. It's also known as Durif. But I believe that that is actually a different clone. And so it's not necessarily the exact same thing. This is where it gets really funky with like the science and everything and the DNA testing behind grapes. I've never done that. I'm not sure that I have a desire to do actual genetic testing of grapes. But it's kind of cool to know sort of what's related and what is sometimes mistaken for another grape. It is, again, very similar to one of its parent grapes, Syrah. It's very deep and inky and purple color. Bold black fruit flavors and typically, I think, a, a good amount of tannin. It is a higher alcohol wine. It's oftentimes blended with others to produce more body and to create a higher ABV. But it can also have some of those like dark chocolate and pepper and black tea notes too. So I feel like the dark chocolate sort of comes through a little bit and really melts with some of like the Merlot can tend to have chocolatey flavors as well. So I think that's where we're going to get some of this really nice blending um, and very well done. It is very well done. Yes. How much was this? So this wine was like 10 bucks. I mean, not going to break the bank. 
No. It's a California wine. I know that they are. I said that they are based in Lodi, but I think that they have vineyards sort of in different areas, which means that these grapes can come from sort of anywhere in California. So it's not necessarily one spot. Like so maybe that's what makes it a little bit cheaper too. Yeah, I imagine that that could be. And, and then it doesn't limit them, you know. Correct. And so that way they can, uh, you know, I would actually expect that the flavor profile from year to year is probably going to be pretty similar simply because they aren't sort of pigeonholed into grapes from one region and one, you know, sub-AVA, if you will. Yeah. Because now they can kind of blend the grapes in a manner that will produce a very similar wine year after year. Cool. Well, we're going to keep sipping on this and get into our topic. Mexit? Hashtag Mexit. Hashtag Mexit. I really don't like that. I don't either. Where's Harry in that? Well... (laughs) Whoever developed this hashtag, I think that you can assume who they believe is behind this move. Bum, bum, bum. Exactly. So, Sarah, yeah. since you are the most closely related to the oh. Royals, do you mind enlightening us in what in God's name has happened? My British. Your British roots. lineage? Mm-hmm. I do have some British lineage. Yep. Sure. So, on January 8th. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle announced that after many months of reflection and internal discussions, we have chosen to make a transition this year in starting to carve out a progressive new role within this institution. And this was on their Instagram. Everybody posts on Instagram now. That's where their mass messages go. Listen. Okay. Listen to this. We intend to step back as senior members of the royal family and work to become financially independent while continuing to fully support Her Majesty the Queen. Okay, so they Instagrammed this, and word is, is that the royal family, the queen, the palace, all the people who run all that good good stuff had no idea that this was coming out. Wait, stop it. Yeah. So this was like, bam, social media. They didn't, they usually have to run everything by Buckingham Palace. Everything has to be approved, and they just put this out there. Okay, but hang on. Who said that the royal family was unaware of this? It's all over. But I think... I'm... Okay. I might be getting ahead of myself in my combativeness here. But... No, no, no. It's, it's, it's real. Like, they... Because then, this is what happened. The royal palace, the queen, came out with a statement shortly after saying that discussion with the Duke and the Duchess of Sussex are at an early stage. We understand the desire to take a different approach, but these are complicated issues that will take time to work through. Mm. So they really did not know they were coming out with this. All right. So that makes me feel better because I do think that some of these headlines that get broadcast and they're, it's like wildfire the way that it catches on. It could be just somebody making, you know, a bold statement to sell headlines and to sell, I was going to say newspapers, but magazines most likely. And so like, I really sometimes question the veracity of some of these claims, but I guess what you, what you just read, the, the statement from the palace Makes me think that yeah, perhaps that perhaps they had spoken and shared their concerns, concerns or their request I to think, be removed, but it was still not yet finalized, and they went ahead and finalized it. Well, from what I understand, they had talked about spending more time in North America, yeah, but they hadn't really said that they were going to like leave the royal family. So, oh, I see. For this to come out like that, I mean, that's like a huge. That's kind of a slap in the face. That's like a big no-no. If you know, I read a lot about the royal family. I just finished a book on it. This is why you're our in-house royal expert. (laughs) I mean, I watch (laughs) The Crown. Not that that makes me an expert, but like, 
you know, I just, that's a huge slap in the face. So this is like the whole world just went crazy over this news. Like everyone decided that this was going to be like the biggest thing that we need to focus on in Welcome 2020. Yeah. But I think too, it's it's probably a big deal because this is such a rarity for members of the royal family who are so senior out there. So senior and already have such a, an important role in so many different royal activities, to be honest. And that is why they're the senior people. Yeah. So or they have those important roles because they're seniors. Yeah. A week later, then the statement was, today my family had a very constructive discussion on the future of my grandson and his family. So it's coming from the queen. Mm-hmm. My family and I are entirely supportive of Harry and Meghan's desire to create a new life as a young family. Although we would have preferred them to remain full-time working members of the royal family, we respect and understand their wish to live a more independent life as a family while remaining a valued part. Harry and Meghan have made clear they do not want to be reliant on public funds in their new lives. It is therefore been agreed that there will be a period of transition in which the Sussexes will spend time in Canada and the UK. These are complex matters for my family to resolve, and there is some more work to be done, but I have asked for final decisions to be reached in the coming days. So then, before I get in oh, yeah, to sure. the then, financially independent. We don't understand that in the States because we don't have a royal family. Like we Correct. We have the president, right? Correct. But like, do you get what that means? Yes. I say yes because I am aware now, based on some of the research for this episode, of other situations that have come up about the fact that the taxpayers pay stipends like these and by stipends i don't mean just like here's three grand a year (laughs) i mean like they get full-on salaries they get paid for housing they get all of this based upon taxpayer money and so and all the travel and i think i will say that this came about a little bit in i think it was called the queen it was helen mirren was playing the queen and it was covering what how she and Tony Blair responded when Princess Diana was was killed. There was a huge to do because Prince Charles was not allowed to go to the hospital, or so it seemed, to go visit her because he technically could have gone to see her before she actually died because it had been hours since the accident. But the Queen wouldn't, she wouldn't allow it. The story that they tried to depict there was that she was balancing sort of the use or the misuse of the taxpayers' money on the private planes uh, yes. for personal reasons and not that were related to actual like formal royal family functions. Do you know what I mean? Right. And so it's actually the, so- the sovereign grant is the fund. Okay. And that's set up by the UK government for royal family official business. So they are not allowed to actually earn their own money. So even if they wanted to go out and get a job and, like, earn their own money, they can't. So would that drive you nuts? <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if it would. I'm not sure. I, I can... I mean, what do you need to earn your own money for if you've got, like, your disposal, right? I guess that's <clears throat> true. I mean, uh, it goes to show, like, what freedoms befall you, like, when you are actually in a royal family. And everybody thinks it's just, like, all this, like, wonderful to do and you have everything just given to you. But, like, you have all of these rules. There that are, are all these rules. So taking the money comes a lot of strings. Yeah. Like, press access not only to their royal duties but to certain family events. Oh, my gosh. So, like, yeah. they can't – they don't have any privacy. Now, for Harry and Meghan specifically, they actually spent $3 million in renovating their new home, which was Frogmore Cottage, just uh-huh. months before quitting. Now, they said they intend to keep this cottage as their UK family home, but they're going to pay back the sovereign grant, all that money for the refurbishment. 
How much but was that? Three million, you said? Three million. Three million. But don't you think... Okay, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Don't you think that Meghan Markle, in her activities as a breadwinner for herself, made that much money? Oh, I'm getting there. Oh, but okay, they weren't okay. allowed to spend that on that on that because it's a royal house. They have to spend the money from the sovereign grant. No, no. But I mean, she would be able to easily pay it back. Oh, yeah. Because let me tell you about their net worth. Okay, go ahead. So... Their net worth is actually $30 million. They're actually more financially independent than like any of us. Sure. Like pretty much anybody. Not surprising. Not um, surprising. Their money comes from Megan's salary as an actress. And then Harry also had a second fi- seven-figure yearly allowance and investments inherited from his mother, Diana, in separate funds. Now, if they decide to stay at the Frogmore Cottage, they actually still have to pay rent on their home. Wait. Seven-figure yearly allowance. That's million. That's that many zeros and commas. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. So they're going to have to pay rent on this home. I don't know what this rent is going to be, but I'm sure they'll make it work. They're basically paying the royal family. Yeah. Right? Okay. Or no, they're paying back. They're paying back the money to the taxpayers. Because even if it goes back into the fund, Mm -hmm. it's like less that the taxpayers would have to pay. Anyway. Okay. So that's financially independent. So that means that they're going to be able to go out and earn their own money. Doing whatever they want to do, which we'll get to. But kind of like puts it in perspective on what they, where they were at in terms of finances. Uh-huh. So anyways, we were talking about this statement that the Queen put out a week after the, the um, reaction there, uh, or their announcements. And then sh- five days after that, so on January 18th, this was one of the last statements that has come out. She says they were pleased that together we have found a constructive and supportive way forward for my grandson and his family. Harry, Meghan, and Archie will always be much-loved members of my family. I recognize the challenges they have experienced as a result of intense scrutiny over the last two years and support their wish for a more independent life. It is my whole family's hope that today's agreement allows them to start building a happy and peaceful new life. That sounds very kumbaya. Do you believe that it is... Kumbaya? Yeah. Hell no. It's totally not kumbaya. Are you kidding? What? How could it be? How could it be? Okay. Can we can we can we talk for a second? Okay. I'm going to come at it from a couple angles. Number 1, I think that you could argue with so much validity here that it was the paparazzi that killed fucking Diana. It's so unfortunate, but that's legitimately like what happened because they were chasing after her and that's right. when they crashed in the tunnel. So I could see how already from a young age, Harry and even William perhaps, kind of skewed against paparazzi. But it's something that they've had to deal with, right? Like, completely. Um, Harry then met Meghan. I mean, Harry dated a lot of people. And his love life was always under such scrutiny. And the mm-hmm. poor guy got, like, such a bad rap. Not, I mean, mm-hmm. not to say that he wasn't more of the rebel between the two, because maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, I don't know. But he was also always portrayed as such, because they needed, like the gentle angel, like the, you know, the prodigal son, if you will, versus like the bad boy. Cause you got to have like a good side and a bad side. Right. But then he meets Megan. And I think like Megan, probably, I think that you and I disagree on this, but I think that he got to see a side of the world through Megan that like, I think he actually kind of wanted and it opened things up. And I, I don't think that this is a Mexit, if you will. I think that it's both. It could be potentially fueled by Megan not wanting to have all of the scrutiny and all of the rules and all of the every all of the stuff that comes along with having the royal title. 
But I think it's also, I do believe that they probably looked at their line in succession. And the realities of everything are just that them leaving, I don't think, is like that big of a deal. I disagree. I think it's a huge deal. Really? Yes, because what them leaving impacts everybody. It's not just kumbaya. It's not like, okay, oh, go on, be peaceful in your life and forever prosper. I mean, like, <laughs> well, no, I mean, all, I think there's going to be challenges for well, sure. Well, first of all, they're not going to get out of the limelight. Like, they can go to, like, Antarctica. The paparazzi's going to find them. I mean, I mean like, Harry's been there, so we know that. Yeah, so. Yeah. But what does it mean for the royal family for them to leave? So they had duties. Who's going to do those duties? So for them to leave, mm-hmm. then the organizations that they're associated with have to be reallocated to other members of the royal family. Oh, okay. So, right. so other people have, have more hardships placed on yeah, them. Yeah, sure. so the royal family carries more out more than 2,000 official engagements throughout the UK and the world every year. Mm-hmm. So as senior royals, that's Harry and Meghan and then Prince William and Kate. Mm-hmm. They're responsible for most of these. So each senior has a charity they focus on. They did say Prince Henry... I guess, should, guess I shouldn't call him Prince anymore. Henry and Meghan Harry. did say, or sorry, Harry and Meghan did say that their hope was to continue serving the Queen. However, they were told they can't partake in royal duties without relying on public funds. So they can't, even if they want to continue doing any of that without getting the money, they're not allowed to. So these responsibilities are going to be passed on to other people in the royal family, and that's probably going to be mostly Prince William and Kate. Do you mean that it's, even if they wanted to still participate in these activities, they could not do it? They are not allowed to do it because they can't do it unless they take funds. And because yeah. they can't represent they the are queen not... and they can't represent the royal family unless they were taking funds. Yeah. So they're not allowed to. So these all their responsibilities are going to be passed on. So that means that Prince William and Kate... But don't you think that there are others who are going to be pulled in? I mean, this is also complicated by the fact that Prince Andrew himself was also a senior member of the royal family. And Prince Andrew excused himself from royal duties a few months ago. And so they're they're down three, technically. It's not just William and Kate, although I think that they want them to be the face because, let's, let's face it, William will eventually be king. I mean, he will. So I think that that is going to be difficult, but they're... I bet that they're going to try to spread it across other p- people within the royal family. I don't know. I think it's going to fall mostly on their shoulders. And if you're Prince William and Kate, how do you guys feel? I mean, this is a slap in the face. They kind of like just Instagrammed whatever, this announcement. And yeah. from what we understand, they didn't know about it. And Prince William and Prince Harry, their relationship has been tumultuous recently, is what at least the press has been seeing. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But there's been a lot of bad blood between them. So how do you think they feel? I mean, they're kind of just like, you're supposed to be in it together, right? You're a family. Like, you don't give up. Like, you stand by each other. And then for them to, like, just kind of take off and be like, yeah, deuces, I'm out. I, you guys keep oh going. Oh, my God. I can see both sides of the coin here. You I'm know? really, I am honestly so torn here because... I feel like I want to respect, you know, the whole message. I mean, let's chalk it up to more recent society's mentality. Is that anybody can do anything that they want, unless you're a royal member. It's like you don't have those same freedoms. So everyone's talking about these freedoms, but it's like 
I don't want to just say like you're 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 caged and you can't do anything that you want to do and all this stuff. I'm sure that you have some freedoms, certainly, but that goes with any quote unquote job, any family that you're in. You're gonna be bound by certain you know, requirements like, oh, you need to go take your sibling to whatever practices every time, or you need to go do this, or you need to do this job, or you can't get into this school because you don't have this grade or whatever. Like those are things that unfortunately they are restrictions placed upon you, but you can certainly have a life within those means. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, right. But what I'm saying, yes, I agree. And when I'm Yes, they don't have a lot of the independence that some of us do, but mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of the luxuries that they mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. So, like, not that that's, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like give or everything has a give or take, right? But to just to kind of abandon your family seems pretty shitty, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it does. I didn't think about it that way. I mean, it is true, but I also think uh, I'm really torn because yeah. I mean, for instance, and I'll just say this too, like Princess Eugenie, Princess Eugenie and Beatrice, they too, I mean, they're still technically royal members. This is what I don't understand. They have their own careers. They can choose what they want to do as a they, career. I think they gave up their their royalty as well. Okay. They don't get they don't get paid. They so Prince They're Harry, still there, <coughs> they can still attend things, they're still part of the royal family, much like I think yes. Harry and Meghan are gonna be. Yes. And Archie. Right. So they're still going to be able to be, like, present at things, but mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to do a lot of other things, and we'll talk about that. Um, but anyways, the other thing that this could affect is the economy. Tell me how this is going to affect the economy for the UK. So when Archie was born, mm-hmm. it was estimated that he boosted the economy in the UK by £1.25 billion. Pounds. And this is through just, like, all the things they sold and, you know, the little baby outfits and sure. whatever, the commemorative shit that they do and, like, all of that. That's not going to be done anymore. There's no commemor- commemoration of any kid that's going to be born from them. Like, that kid is not royal anymore. So here's the other thing. They've also decided for any future children that they have and for Archie that those children are no longer... One, going to be in succession to the throne. Mm-hmm. And two, right. going to have any royal anything. So they've made that decision for their kids. So that's also interesting. Yeah. So it could affect the economy. I'm going to make the argument that it also could benefit the economy, but I'll get there later. Oh, I would like to hear it. Well, it, it has to do with my other, my other situation. Okay. okay. So if we're not ready to move on from... No, that's fine. I, so I want to kind of get into, get into the why of why we feel like... They, we kind of already covered some of this, yeah. but... So we know they were extremely unhappy, but there's this whole, like, was it was it Henry or was it Meghan? Or who? Harry. Or Harry. Why do I keep saying Henry? <laughs> so was it... I don't know. Maybe I want his name to be Henry. It's a better name than Harry, honestly. Anyways, that's not what he's named. His name is Harry. So <laughs> Prince Harry... Shared that it brings him. We should just do it. We should do an episode on like just different names. Like which, what names do we think are the best names? What names do we think are the worst fucking? Oh, names I'd be out so there? good at this game. I think that okay, this could be fun. All Ooh, right, sorry. Okay, so people have been wondering: is it Harry or is it Megan? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people have been pointing the finger at Megan since she's the newbie in town, including you. Uh, and she also has expressed in interviews. And documentaries, how her unhappiness with how things are. 
And that no one asks her about her mental health. Um, <laughs> that is an interesting point because actually Harry, Kate, and William, I remember them doing a whole thing about mental health awareness. I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but it was cert- I, it was definitely before Megan came on or be- became part of the royal family. But it was a it was a big to do. They've made they brought light to that in the recent years. Mm-hmm. But. Harry shared that the things that he said kind of made it sound like it was his idea. He says that it brings me great sadness that it's come to this. The decision that I have made for my wife and I to step back is not one I made lightly. It was so many months of talks after so many years of challenges, and I know I haven't always gotten it right, but as far as this goes, there really was no other option. Wow, after so many years of challenges, (laughs) that makes me think that that's actually legitimate from him. Like, from his perspective right that he'd been thinking about it for a while right before Megan because Megan has been around for how many years they've been married for two years okay and they maybe dated there was a short it was a short dating and engagement yeah, I don't right? know short yeah I don't know the total amount of years she's been around but. but that makes me like that statement right there makes me think that he this has been in the back of his mind for a while yeah um but in 2017, so it was only a few years ago, he said, um, we are involved in modernizing the British monarchy. We are not doing this for ourselves, but for the greater good of the people. Is there anyone of the royal family who wants to become a queen? I don't think so, but we will carry out our duties at the right time. Ooh. Yeah. So that makes it sound like he knows there's an obligation, but they're going to do it. I still get back <coughs> to that line of succession. I mean, if you're talking about... Him, he's sixth in line. But I don't think he wants to be king. No, I, I know, but I'm just saying, now that he has three kids, like before when it was just like him, no, three, three kids. kids in front of him. Will and Kate's oh. kids are all in front of him. Uh-huh. And so he won't, unless something happens, they like abdicate or they like, something terrible happens, which I pray that it doesn't, but regardless, like he won't. They could get in a car accident all they I, could die. Honestly, things, things can things happen. happen. But my point is that he's sixth in line now, whereas he used to be third. You know what I mean? And so with him not being so high, there's really not as close of a chance for him to... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Maybe because in three years' time, things have changed a lot. So they, they had the birth of their son, Archie. So they've, I think, grown like more and more uncomfortable with the media scrutiny since the baby was born. They got married, obviously, in a worldwide audience. Yeah, and the scrutiny on her poor dress, I felt so bad for her. Yeah. Don't kill a girl's wedding dress dream. I don't care what it looks like. That's so rude. So. <laughs> Sorry. That's how you really feel, Jamie. <laughs> so, um, the other thing was the whole <laughs> issue with Megan and her dad. So, she actually sued a newspaper in October for publishing a letter she wrote to her dad. Good. I agree. Then there's also this thing where Harry has complained of bitter, uh, complained of racist undertones in some media coverage because she's biracial. I didn't even know she was biracial. You didn't? They talked nonstop about that as they were leading up to their wedding. No, mm-hmm. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. She was biracial divorcee. I knew about the divorcee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she kissed guys on screen. We could go back to our episode where we talked about Grace Kelly. She had the same thing. She wasn't allowed to kiss guys on screen in Hollywood 
after she was hey, betrothed to Princess Margaret's whole life blew up because she couldn't marry a divorced man. So I mean, I mean there there's a lot of things there. I, like that. Yes, a lot of things have come up. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, people and the media have thought that they have wanted to leave the rest of the family. <laughs> Obviously, people are the senior royals were upset of them revealing their plans on Instagram without any advance clearance from the queen or palace officials. Oh my god. Okay, so they they're going to move to Canada. They've already yeah. moved to Canada. Yeah. Megan's already been there. Yeah. I don't so know if Harry's lived, officially officially there. And she has connections to Canada. She's lived in Vancouver for years. Okay. Yeah. So, um the interesting thing and I do recall seeing some of these and I I know that there there are other things that we could talk about for other royal exits. So I don't want to dwell too much on this, but you know, one of the things that we were talking about is how by not being part of the royal family, they have the opportunity to kind of do other things that they want to do. Oh yeah. And so now they can make their own money. Yes. So the interesting thing, and I kept poo-pooing this, but I kept seeing these, these, um, you know, headlines that said something like, Oh, this audio has been cleaned up so you can hear Harry ask John Favreau or something for voiceover contracts for Meghan and stuff like that. Mm. So is that real? It said the Times recently reported that Markle has officially assigned a voiceover deal with Disney. Mm-hmm. I believe it is, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, and then Netflix wants to hire them. Netflix um, is saying that they'd be interested in speaking to them about working together. And they have like all these ideas that they would propose to them. Oprah has spoken to them. Sure. Oprah's fucking spoken to everybody. Come on. And then Megan can go back to acting. Now, the other thing they've been talking about is the Sussex Royal Foundation, which they announced the day that they announced that they were exiting. They want to have a new charitable entity by forming their own financial path. The only thing is, is that they're saying you you can't use the name because it's implying royalty they can't use what name the sussex royal foundation oh but aren't they still technically like duke and duchess but they are not going to be considered you can't use like his or her royal highness yes so sussex royalty i mean like a royal or whatever they're saying it's like using charity as a extension of their private power and influence so there's a little bit of controversy on that um i can't say that i fault them for making this decision. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. I'm really I, sorry. I struggle with it. I think it's there's a lot of bitterness right now. And I think that one can easily be very upset with one of the people versus the other. But I also believe that they don't want to take things lightly. But they have to weigh a lot of different factors when making this decision. And I think that to be scrutinized so closely... All well, of the time. Do you think that's going to go away, though? Like, can I they get away from... I, think, I don't think that they're going to get rid of it for a, a long time, to be honest. But I think that they will have a bit more privacy. And they'll just feel like they aren't always under, like, major watch. Because it's not just the paparazzi and the public watching. It's that they have, like... They have to abide by the royal rules. Listen, I get that. But what I'm saying is, is, like, they're still going to... like. First of all, Meghan Markle was an actress. Oh, she! I'm sure that she will be again. And so they're still one of the most famous couples in the world. Sure. They still are going to be like completely photographed all the time. Actually, one of the fo- photographs showing the Duchess of Sussex, so Meghan, 
hiking with Archie and their dogs in the Canadian woodlands. Mm -hmm. So she like left a few days after this announcement and went to Canada. Mm -hmm. This prompted a warning to the media from the lawyers of, of them against running images without consent. So they're going to be all over that. But I don't think that they're going to be able to get away from the media. And I don't think they're going to be able to get away from scrutiny. No, no. I don't. I Yeah. I don't think that they're going to be able to get away from that. But they're not going to be able to have. They're not going to have to abide by, again, all the royal rules that go into public. Like when you're in public. Like you need to sit a certain way. Like you need to dress a certain way. You need to behave a yep. certain way. They can actually feel more at home i'm not gonna lie one of my guilty pleasures is looking at like people magazine star tracks i love looking at those photos because they're celebrities just being fucking normal people going to the grocery store and them i'm i'm gonna say it like looking like real people they aren't totally dressed up and dolled up they look like real people sans makeup in their sweatpants messy hair intentionally or just like they don't care messy hair yeah. not like i tried to look this way <laughs> Yeah, you're right. They're never going to get away from that, but they can at least be comfortable while they have to deal with that shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So some of the things that they can and cannot do anymore. We already said they're no longer be going to be addressed by your royal highness, but by first names. Right. They can now show PDA in public. So that's in their box. They can now sign autographs. Apparently that you weren't allowed to do that. Although Megan has been photographed signing autographs before. Prince Harry, she married a guy who broke the rules a lot, <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, whatever. Prince Harry will no longer be able to wear his military uniform. That's crazy. He yeah. fucking served. Yeah. So why wouldn't he be able to use the You know, I don't that? know the exact rules, but he won't be able to do that. I think that is ridiculous. But, okay, go ahead. So they can be more casual and dressed. They can wear jeans and things yeah. like that. They can and beanies. I saw yeah. that. They can hug and kiss fans. That was something else they weren't allowed to do. As opposed to just like shaking hands. Yes. Okay. And they can no longer, they no longer have to follow the queen's mantra of never complain, never explain, which is like the tight-lipped, like don't show emotion kind of outlook that they That have. would be hard. Although, I mean, I guess maybe it's easier for an actress to do, but that would be challenging. I would bet that there's like a major NDA that both of them have to, had to sign when exiting their royal duties. Saying what? Saying that they're not allowed to talk about, like, what happens in the royal family. I mean, it's oh. like, it's almost like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens in the royal family stays in the royal family. So right. they're not allowed to disclose, like, all of the tidbits that, like, this, like, no complaint, don't, uh, what is it called? What is it? Never complain, never explain. Yeah. You can't just, like, open up a fucking bombshell and say all of these horrible things about the royal family in yeah. a biopic, like, movie or book, like, memoir. Um, I, I bet you that that was like one of the main things that they talked about in their January 13th or what have you date yeah. conversations. Well, one person who has voiced their opinion of this is Meghan Markle's father. I, he can just go live under a rock. I'm sorry. I think this is ridiculous. Her father's not in the picture. He can just go suck it. Yeah, so he hasn't spoken to his daughter in, in months. I think before Ugh. they got married. So he's estranged from her. So why would anybody listen to anything that he says? Okay. Because it's news. Because it makes headlines. Because he gets a fucking page. He gets a, a stipend for giving yep. information. What a dick. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to say something else? No. <laughs> it may. It actually. It makes me so angry. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So he said. <laughs> 
with Meghan and Harry separating from the royals, I've already said it's disappointing to me. It's disappointing because she actually got every girl's dream. Every young girl wants to become a princess, and she got that, and now she's tossing that away for... It looks like she's tossing that away for money. And then he says the decision's embarrassing to him. Fuck you. And he says, apparently $3 million and a 26-bedroom home isn't enough for you. I don't know. I can't go much further than that. He says, this is one of the greatest long-living institutions ever. They're destroying it. They're cheapening it. They're making it shabby. They're turning it into a Walmart with a crown on it. It is something that's ridiculous. They shouldn't be doing this. Um, And that when she got married, that she took an obligation so I think that that man should never be used for any sort of credibility as like a source for information. He is just going to say the most asinine thing. He's not in her life. He can go yeah. fuck off. If she doesn't talk to him, who is he to say anything? You can't believe anything. He's going to say whatever he thinks can get him a buck. Anyway, can, can I talk about Sweden for a minute? Yeah. Only because I have a contradiction to what... Some have been saying about this situation. I'm sorry. So these two chose to leave the royal family. Yeah. Right? They elected to remove their titles, to no longer take the sovereign grant money, which is taxpayers' money, let's be honest. And they want to kind of carry out their own lives without having the rules and regulations and be able to do kind of what they want to do. Um, do the things that make them truly happy. Not to say that they weren't ever happy in the royal family and doing some of those royal activities. I, I won't pretend that they didn't enjoy some of it. I'm sure that they did. However, there was also a very recent, in October last year, King Carl the Sixteenth Gustav uh-huh. of Sweden, mm-hmm. he decided that he was going to remove the titles of five of his grandchildren. Okay. So they were no longer going to be his or her royal highnesses. They do get to retain a prince and princess. Okay. So we have these five grandchildren who are under the age of five. So princes Alexander, Gabriel, and Nicholas, and princesses Lenoir and Adrian can keep the prince, princess, and duke, duchess, but they're not allowed to use that his or her royal highness. So I'm not quite sure that that's the exact situation with Harry and Meghan. However... The king made this decision, and he says that there's no drama with the family that instigated this decision, but it was an economical one for the benefit of Sweden, because similar to the UK, to the British monarchy, the Swedish taxpayers are actually paying for what they call an appanage, which is essentially the sovereign grant, I think. So the salary paid to all the royal family members based upon taxes collected. And these are for working royals, okay? So very similar to those royal duties, etc. Now, the Swedish family has become extremely large, like way bigger than what they expected. I mean, many of them have three, four children. So it's a big burden on the Swedish taxpayers. Yeah. And most of the family members are still not really old enough to really have royal duties, particularly these five who are under the age of five. Right. So why should they be getting an annual stipend or salary? Right. Because they can't do anything anyway. There was a BBC article that said, Observers say the move reflects a wider view that there is no need to pay so many members of the royal family for official duties. And the king essentially wanted to take a similar stance as Prince of Wales 
to quote unquote streamline the royal family. And he mentioned that this is similar to princesses Beatrice and Eugenie who carry out their own personal lives without the royal family. Now they do participate, as we mentioned before, in like other royal activities and yeah. their their weddings were both like broadcast and things like that. And I get it. They're still very much part of the royal family. They just no longer receive the stipend. Here's the other part though. I mean, I, I have to admit based upon my research is that this is not just solely for financial reasons. There was a recent poll asking about, you know, the... The monarch's approval rating. Yeah. It's it's been down about 30% mm-hmm. for a while. In Sweden. Mm-hmm, in Sweden. And so uh, they are thinking this decision will boost that. So, you know, I can't say that this is like totally for financial reasons. It certainly, I think, is, you know, personal. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's not like they're going to overthrow their monarch. So there are um, two other grandchildren who are keeping their royal titles um, because they are actually potential heirs. So kind of similar to Prince William, and then he has the three kids who are next in line. This is similar in nature where it's a female who is the heir apparent for the Swedish family, and then it's, it's her three children, or two children, excuse me. And so it's, I can't say that it really is, is a huge negative impact because it's not like they are extra, excommunicated from the entire royal family right? because of this decision. They're still very much a part of it. Yeah. It's just that the kids won't be expected to participate in all the royal duties. And they'll never receive that stipend, but they're also going to have that free will where they can kind of take their life where they want to take it and not be under as much scrutiny or abide by so many rules as the rest of the royal family. You know, that's sort of the, like the long-term effects. So I imagine that for Archie, that's going to be the same thing. You know, he's not going to have a title. He's not going to have to live and go to the same school that his parents went to. Because I think William and Harry went to the same school that Charles went to. Yeah. And, you know, I, I not to say that they were bad schools. That's not what I'm trying to imply here. But right. I do think that, you know, there are expectations. And I think that... Choice is such a huge part of life these days that, and maybe the King of Sweden, his actions kind of prompted Harry and Meghan to sort of start the wheels in motion for them to leave. Maybe it was like, oh shit, like we could still be part of the family. We don't have to do all of the things that they have to do. We don't have to take money from them, but we'll still be family after all. So I don't know why it's such a huge deal. From that perspective. That's true. But I think the difference is, not that I don't agree with you, is that the king is mandating it in Sweden. Uh, Yes. No, no. Very, very good distinction between the two situations. Yeah. Whereas they're just kind of, and I also think the way they went about it was probably not the best way. To just kind of put that out and blast that on social media without getting approval or talking to your family. Yeah, it's a I mean, big deal. Based upon what you said and how you described it, I mean, it does sort of seem like it was a little shady, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. They probably could have done some other things, but, uh, you know, who's to say that the end result would have been any different? You know what I mean? I don't know. And maybe, maybe they had been having some of these conversations. Like, they'd floated this idea for a while and nothing really stuck. And so it's like, you know what? It's time to take our future into our own hands and we're just going to put it out there and it's going to happen. You know, because sometimes there's like a, a stalemate, to be honest. And the other thing that I wanted to say about like relating back to the whole Harry Markle situation. Yeah. 
The divorcee situation? Yeah. So you, you raise that, you know, the whole fact she's biracial, she's a divorcee, like all of these things, like they are unprecedented, mm-hmm. to be honest. And I will say that I think it's a sign of the times. It's a sign that times are changing and you can't necessarily say that something cannot happen for people because, well, I personally don't believe that you should be landlocked into a loveless marriage, to be honest. But the only reason that Queen Elizabeth is Queen Elizabeth is because her uncle abdicated. Yeah, and that was a big deal. It was a huge deal. He wasn't even coronated at the time of his abdication. But he did so because they refused to let him marry a divorcee from the U.S., no less. So it was a very similar situation from that perspective. And I think that they were concerned. She was a socialite and all this stuff. And uh, I think her name was Wallace Simpson, if I'm not mistaken. So I learned about this actually first, at least in my recollection, from the Crown. And they, he has a very prominent role. But I they didn't tell Harry that he couldn't marry Meghan. <clears throat> no, no, no. And that's what I'm saying. This is a yeah. sign of the times are changing, right? So you could, I mean, historically, there was never a biracial marriage, right? And there was also never a divorcee marriage that has been publicized, I'll say. Yeah, I don't think so. So, you know, I mean, I think that this sort of, it just goes to show that over nearly a century that times have changed, that we need to be a little more careful about, I think, the demands. I think that, you know, Queen Elizabeth had four children, which was a lot, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I think that's a lot. I don't think for those times it is, but... You don't? For those times, people are having kids left and right. Really? I think that was pretty average, no? Oh, I don't know. I feel like for a royal family, that's just a lot. Oh. But again, as we start to see the the family go from, you know, maybe like less than 10 in terms of also uh, longevity, right? Um, we're seeing, I can't remember exactly how big the Swedish family is, but it. I want to say it's over 30. Yeah. Or it's over 20, I'll say that. I feel confident saying that. 30 is maybe too confident, but too confident. Um, over 20 is, I, I feel confident about. <clears throat> okay. You know, I think that there are a lot of things at play here, and these royal exits that we have talked about today are just not, I think that it shows that there are people that stand for something, and it may not be, it, uh, to me, it goes to show that it's innate. It's not like based upon what how you're raised or things like that like you have this feeling that you just cannot get away from and you want to be able to live your life however you want to you don't want somebody else to tell you how to do it so i think i'm on the side unfortunately opposite of you sarah where well i don't think i'm taking a side i think i'm just pointing out that there are probably more complexities than us yeah as commoners as commoners indeed (laughs) indeed understand yes you know and that I think it's it's been made a big deal, but I think, you know, it's probably a bigger deal in the royals' eyes than we can even imagine. Even the whole Meghan Harry removing themselves and the Queen's rule and never complain, never explain. There's a lot that's being that's unsaid at this point. I very much dislike when there are people out there, publications, et cetera, that just really try to put their own their own spin on things because it's like you really don't know that's the thing about the british family yep 
they don't let you know. And so all of it's speculation until there's a statement. Mm-hmm. Until there's something that act- actively shows the true feelings, you, you're not going to know. I'm sorry, I think. And I just, I guess I'm, I'm defensive because I just want everyone to be happy. And I think, I think that there will eventually be peace between all of what is chaotic right now. Peace on earth. Peace on earth in the British family. Not peace on earth totally, I think. As much as I would love world peace, I don't think it's really attainable. There's my pessimistic view. <laughs> but uh, anyway. It's all good, man. So, I think we can agree on one thing. What's that? Long live the queen. Long live the queen. Long live the queen! <laughs> I won't deny. We do like talking about the British family. I mean, it's just so much fun. I'd like but, to walk one week in the royal shoes. Only if she's wearing her Rothy's. <laughs> I only want to. I only want to do that if she's wearing a Rothy's. I'm okay with the heels. I'll take it. It would be very enlightening to kind of see what the requirements are. If you'd feel ostracized, if you would feel isolated, yeah, that'd be hard. It would be hard. I think it'd be hard. But I also like talking about wine. Sarah. I do too. Can we talk about this wine again? Yeah. So I like it. I think it's like. What did we say? This is ten dollars. Yeah, you know, I kind of feel the price point a little more as we drink it a little more. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's a good wine, especially for the price point. But I, I think it is not as refined as I thought in the beginning, maybe. Well, if that makes any sense? I think it makes sense. I think that as we've drunk it and as we've let it open and all that good stuff, which normally one of our first things that we say in episodes is, let's let this open up a little yeah. bit. And we didn't, we didn't say that. No. It initially was very smooth. It was very, it was a bold wine, but it was also just very easy to sip right out of the bottle. Um, now I think it's developed more tannins. I think that it is a little bit more of a sipper. Like you don't just like take a big swig. Yeah. It's very much sipping because it's a little more powerful now, I think. And I think a little more in your face than before. Yeah. But I can, I get more oak now. I get more cab for sure. Anyways, it's a really good one to pick up in this price range. I would actually definitely recommend this. I think that this would be super interesting to bring to something. I think that there are a good number, like I'm smelling a lot of vanilla actually and some other spices. Like I, like you said, you're getting the oak more. I I am getting the oak even more than I said I was before. It's still more of those blackberry, blueberry flavors, um, and it. I think you still sort of get that hint of dark chocolate slash slash the mocha, as they actually yeah. describe it on the label. I think that's very appropriate because it has a slight bitterness to it that's not as smooth as like chocolate when you think right. about chocolate. It's not like a milk chocolate. It's the dark chocolate bitterness that goes in there. So this is definitely, uh, I think, a good option if you're looking for something that's cheap. That appeases like the bigger, bolder red wine drinkers. It's yeah. a it's a crowd pleaser for your red wine people. Yeah. Oh, I think so. so. I mean, the color alone like just makes me happy to look I at know. it. Well, there's that petite Syrah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the Malbec. Oh yes. <clears throat> All right, girls and gals and men. Sorry though, that didn't go well. <laughs> Guys, gals. Guys, gals. And otherwise. And otherwise. Yep. <laughs> Dukes and duchesses. Oh, I like that. I like that more so. Dukes and duchesses and princess and princesses and we, kings and queens. Uh, we bid you a good night. And a farewell. Cheers.
God save the queen. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers Cheers from from the the girls of DBP. DBP.